0: Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas.
1: What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. Oh, it's five o'clock. Uh, oh, Pittman glad he's still uh hanging around there at Arkansas better turn it around this year or uh may not be there do we keep
0: playing that forever even yes. if he's not the coach there well I, I we keep playing it until we find a better audio clip to play Friday at five and yeah. I just I'm not gonna say there's zero percent chance that happens but it's that's gonna be tough to top I mean people look forward to that every Friday at five now which is yeah. I, I love that it's awesome but it's a Dude, it's a staple of the show for sure. So it it's going to have to be Barry by God Switzer talking about drinking a Pearl or something to, to be better yeah. than that.
1: Now, uh, the schedule moving forward, obviously off Saturday, Sunday, then we will not be doing radio Monday or Tuesday, correct? And then Wednesday, regular radio day, and then Thursday is going to be... Um, kind of a mix of regular radio morning, and then switch into pregame show afternoon.
0: I don't mean I don't know what everyone else is doing, but I'm gonna be talking about the football game, however long I'm yeah. on, which I'm guessing four hours. So that's how that's gonna go for me. And then I'm
1: guessing, at least to some degree, back to your regular uh, regular scheduled radio uh, lineup on Friday. Yeah. So
0: here's what Teddy's. Uh- week looks like next week off monday and tuesday and probably on about an hour on thursday we'll see about wednesday and friday well
1: that's I'm, what his I'm, week
0: looks like no next week.
1: monday and tuesday off like everybody else <laughs> uh wednesday radio like everybody else thursday
0: um yeah eight hours of radio yeah okay all right, what? You, you said you're doing eight hours of radio on Thursday? Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're counting the game is what you're counting.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, as soon as we get there, I'll be on air. I mean, we're going. I think we're going straight to the stadium. You're, and you're
0: doing fly in, fly out, same day on yeah. Thursday, right? Man, how yeah. about that? Yeah, we're flying in.
1: As soon as I get there, I'll be popping on with you guys. Uh, and then whatever, we're all the way through the game, and then... We're flying out after the game and then be back on Friday. Mm. It's going to be fun. Hopefully we should have – Friday's going to be awesome, uh, just kind of reflecting on what we just witnessed, uh, well, I guess for – I don't know if Toby's doing his show or not hours ago, but uh, that's going to be cool. It's kind of fun to be able to do a a show the day after a football game.
0: Here's a dumb question for you, one of many already today. Um, are we going to overreact one way or the other based on Jackson Arnold's performance the whole show on Friday?
1: 100%. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's how yeah. that works.
1: That's how it works. And, you know, I'm, I'm really interested to see – I guess I'm more interested to see – even though it's not going to be a good uh, predictor on what our offense looks like moving forward – I'm anxious to see what Joe, John, and Seth do with a new quarterback, a month to prepare, uh, like what tweaks do they make, what do they keep the same, what looks different. Uh, that's, that's to me, the most intriguing part of the football game.
0: Yeah, like with all of that, too, and we make fun of this pretty routinely every single year, but think about it this way for this game, and we're joking about us overreacting one way or the other on how JFA plays. But that's what the entire country is going to do looking at next season after these bowl games. Like, how OU is viewed in their first year of the SEC, and it sounds dumb because I I think it is a little bit dumb, will be very dependent on how this offense and how this team performs against a team that they won't play next year. Like, the the view of OU, like a lot of other teams out there, the view of OU next year and the tone about the team in the offseason nationally – will definitely depend on how they play next Thursday night against Arizona. That's normally how it works. Sure. Who played well in the bowl game? Who had a young player that showed out? If Jack Arnold goes out there and he's ripping it down the field, OU scores 45 and wins, I'm not saying anyone's going to pick him to win the SEC, but there's going to be a, oh, watch out. Look at the recruiting rankings here. Young quarterback, Oklahoma's on the come up. Watch out. 11 wins this past year. If they go out there and struggle defensively and lose the game, then – it could be a totally different tone nationally. And, oh, yeah. not, and not that I am in any way overly concerned about that. I just think it's funny how that's how a lot of times teams are evaluated based on their bowl game.
1: Yeah. It, it, which, I mean, there was a time whenever that made a lot more sense, right? It's hard to do it now whenever rosters are not full, guys have opted out. I mean, even for Jackson Arnold. It's not a fair evaluation for him. Now, he may go out and play great, all right, but he may go out and I would expect him to have some struggles, but it's not a fair evaluation because, you know, he, he doesn't have a full offensive line in front of him and wasn't the starter all year. It's his first start. So it's not a real fair evaluation, but that's still going to be how he gets evaluated. I, for one, I'm almost, like, good if we rope-a-dope everyone. Put Jackson Arnold out there. Tell him to throw, uh, like, a pick six the first play of the game. Uh, Hey,
0: uh, Jackson Arnold, we don't want you to watch film of Arizona. We want you to watch film of Kyle Trask of Florida against OU in the Cotton Bowl. Just play like that. That's what you need to do. Go
1: out there and do the exact performance Kyle Trask had. We pull him uh, in dramatic fashion, Latrell-like. You know, cusses him out on the sideline on his way over there. And then it's doom and gloom for Oklahoma headed into the SEC. Little do they know that was a planned tactic. Ropa a Yeah.
0: And, uh, like, I, I think how good Texas will be next year is very still up in the air. I mean, they're losing a lot on offense. But I bet the team nationally that's going to be viewed as who has the best chance to bust the door down on their way in will probably be Texas nationally. And I'm not saying that I'm there by any stretch, but I bet that's their quarterback coming back. Their staff, for the most part, intact. They just made the playoff. People will be, as they always are, extremely high on Texas. I bet yeah. there's even some talk next year about them winning the SEC their first season, which I will bet against. Yeah. Yeah, well... Um, but I will give it up to Sark. It does feel like there's um, some real solid ground there. Right.
1: I I think that I don't know that there's any performance possible from Jackson Arnold that will have people like feeling great about Oklahoma next year in the SEC. Even though, like, even though we beat Texas this year and Texas is uh, who knows how they perform in the, in the playoff, but I think they'll, they'll handle themselves. Well, I, I, I can see them beating Washington. I can see them losing to Washington, but I, I don't see a blowout either way in either direction direction in that game. Is that kind of how you are?
0: Yeah. I think it's going to be a high scoring close game.
1: Yeah. I think they'll handle themselves fine. Um, I, Everyone's going to be pumping Arizona coming into this game. It's supposed to be a a great game. If we go house them 50-6, to it's going to be, well, you know, whatever, it's a bowl game, doesn't really matter. No one really cared about it. Anyways, it's the Alamo Bowl. So it's like we're not going to get anything out of it in that regard, which is fine. That's just kind of –
0: It's just funny, yeah. It's just funny to look at it, that people look at it that way.
1: We've played ourselves into that position, but – Yeah, Texas, there is no result that Texas isn't picked super high next year. It doesn't matter
0: what happens. I bet they're picked top five preseason next year.
1: Oh, of course. Top five, yes, absolutely. They could go get wiped by Washington. Uh, Obviously, they're losing a ton of guys to the NFL, which is big. But I, it, 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 it's not going to matter, and that's fine. I mean, to some degree, they've earned it this year. They earned their way into the playoffs, so that's, that's kind of what happens. But so much of that has been built in. Um, and I'm fine with, like, the current narrative around us. It feels like it's unfair, but in my opinion, it's fair until you start playing better. You know,
0: yeah, and I think they'll be picked higher preseason than when they were this year. But the the narrative will be much different around them than it is Texas. Like, yeah. forget top five. I think there's a chance you could have a top three, in no particular order, of Bama, Georgia, and Texas going into next year. Michigan will factor into that depending on who Ohio State gets at quarterback. They could factor into that, but Bama and Georgia and Texas will be they could be your one, two, three next season.
1: Probably right. And if we win the game, I think we'll be top ten. I do too. Think we'll be top yeah, ten. If
0: not, top fifteen. But what? What? Whatever. Whatever. Uh, OU did get an offensive lineman today. In case you didn't hear, Fabecki yeah. Nuawu, uh, or in the announcer voice, Fabecki Nuawu committed to OU today. Six foot four, three hundred and sixteen pounds. Now, yeah. if he is indeed going to play in the interior, how do you feel about? How do you feel about six four three sixteen? Pretty good spot to be.
1: Uh yeah, I think. Uh. I'll tell you exactly what I I asked someone who has watched a lot of his film and has a has a good basis for an opinion on the guy, and here's what he said: uh, If he can get stronger and play with lower pads, he's going to be really good. So there you go. has a has a pretty high ceiling, and you know I, I think whenever they. Move him into guard. I think that that's going to help him quite a bit. He he is. Um, I like they compared him to Caden Green. Said so Caden Green definitely has a higher ceiling and is stronger, but the kid from North Texas moves better.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, Take that for for what it's worth. We got a lot of Caden Green who text when we asked the first segment today. So it sounds like people are over it and excited about this get today. Oh, yeah. The Becky Nuawu, former walk on at North Texas, and then he was a second team freshman All American. So, as we said earlier, you got to be a bit of an ass kicker to be a walk on at North Texas and to get second team freshman All American your first year because, well, They just don't hand out All-American honors at North Texas every single year. So you really got to stand out there.
1: Pretty wild. I wonder how it came to be where he had to walk on to
0: North Texas. Uh, I don't know. He's from Capel, I believe. It's right up the the road there. But, no, I think um, it's a a good get. It's It's an important get for sure. So second offensive lineman you got via the transfer portal. This text from the 405 says, bit away from the radio. So, was wondering what you are thinking of likelihood of Casey Thompson coming to OU? Yeah, there's some scuttlebutt that that's definitely in the cards, and yeah. not only is that in the cards, you may not have to use a scholarship to get Casey Thompson as your backup quarterback. Yeah, well, he wants to go into coaching someday. Feels like this might be a pretty good spot for him, and the opportunity to. You know, play if something were to happen to Jackson Arnold. Personally, me, I, I, I'd be about it. You know, someone that's played a lot in the sport, um, someone that seemingly would be coming in with kind of the right mentality of I want to kind of help out everyone at quarterback. You know, play if needed if an emergency situation, but kind of know my role. I doesn't doesn't require a scholarship. I, I'd be I'd be cool with it for sure.
1: I mean, honestly, to me, it feels like the perfect situation you because we don't have a backup quarterback at the time um and when I say like, I mean someone that's played someone that's played big time football he's started OU Texas you have and, a true
0: freshman as your backup quarterback next year Potentially, and that's
1: not what we want you do not want that and I think the world of uh Hawkins I think he's going to be great but you don't want a true freshman to jog out there on the field. And I know we had to do it this year with Jackson Arnold. Um, it's just it's you would prefer to have uh, an experienced veteran on the roster. And maybe after spring ball in training camp, it's like, okay, Hawkins is clearly your backup quarterback. This dude is legit. Okay, well, then that's fine. No harm, no foul, right? But you could also get into – spring and training camp, and be like Hawkins is flat out not ready to be our backup quarterback and if you don't have a vet there you can be in a world of pain so I think it's perfect Trying think to... he's he's like the perfect player to fit that role good enough has you know he's done some really good things at times whenever he's had some talent around him I mean I think obviously people are going to point to some of his play like at Nebraska and but that's It's not always a fair assessment, man. Like, what your surroundings are and and who's on your team and what's the system you're playing in and how you're coached, like, all of those things matter. So,
0: I mean, I, I think it's great. When do you think the last year was that OU starting quarterback to start the year played every significant snap of the season? I mean, to your point about, not wanting necessarily a true freshman, a backup quarterback.
1: Wasn't this year, wasn't last year, wasn't 21. I I guess it wasn't even 20 because Radler got benched in 22 in 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 Texas, right? Yep. Be
0: 2019, Jalen Hurts. Last time, four consecutive years where the backup quarterback has had to play at least one significant snap in the game.
1: And before that, remember that Baker Mayfield had to sit out a little. Didn't Kyler
0: have to miss something? Kyler too? was Kyler was late to a meeting, so that's a no on eighteen. Uh, no on seventeen. So let's Those see.
1: really don't count. But I'm just yeah, joking six, because
0: six of your past seven years, you've uh, had a backup quarterback at least in an interesting spot. So that's yeah. it's telling.
1: Well, it, even in in I'm not sure about sixteen, but fifteen Baker was out. Uh, 14 was a
0: a season of its own. 13, they played three different quarterbacks. So, yeah, it's past 10 years. There's been very few years where your starter has made it through the entire season without at least something happening. Right. No,
1: it's, it's fascinating. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on here from Riverwind.
0: This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network.
1: You are family at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno and family saved this December. The new 2024 GMC Sierra SLT Crew Cab
0: 4x4 5.3. Take up to $8,500 off the MSRP and get an additional $2,500 rebate from GM when you trade a qualifying vehicle. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC I-40 and Highway 81 exit 120. 120- the Ad Council. Final hour on a Friday, sending you into the holiday weekend from us here at the Rush and everyone at the Ref. A very Merry Christmas to all of you. Thank you for your support throughout the entire year. We wish each and every one of you has a very, very Merry Christmas. We'll be back with you on Wednesday, getting you ready for the Alamo Bowl coming up on Thursday night. All right, I got two players in the NFL here, just two random players. I didn't think yeah. hard about I just picked two random players in the league out of the hat. And let's see how they're faring this year. Let's look at their numbers. This wide receiver, you tell me if these numbers are good. This wide receiver in the NFL has the second most catches in the league with 103. Yeah, that's good.
1: He's having a good year.
0: The third most receiving yards with 1,306. And he's tied for sixth with eight touchdowns. It's Pretty good, tied. right? Yeah, how many receptions did you say? 103. Oh, whew. Okay. Let me see this random player I drew out of a hat here. Oh, that's C.D. Lamb. He used to play at OU. Wow, he's yep. having a great year. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, University of Oklahoma. Second in catches, third in receiving yards, tied for sixth in touchdown catches. All right, let's uh let's draw another player out of the hat here. All right, let's get one. Okay, this guy looks like he's a quarterback. Uh, 24 touchdowns, eight interceptions on the year. That's pretty good. He 63.5 completion percentage, 3,315 yards through 14 games. Those are pretty good numbers for a random quarterback as well, right?
1: Uh, who's that? Does that random quarterback play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers?
0: Well, let me see. Oh, my, it's Baker. Oh, it's Baker. Whoa. He used to play here too. Interesting. Okay. 13th. I was thinking
1: maybe it was Kyler, and he's thrown for that in three games.
0: Yeah, maybe. Baker's 13th in the league in passing yards, tied for eighth with 24 touchdowns, and it says tied for 86 with eight interceptions, but 24 to eight touchdown interception ratio pretty good. What a yeah. year for those two guys, man! Wow.
1: Yeah, it's been awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Baker. They're right there in the mix of things. Um, as always, the NFL is at this point in the year. It, it's dramatic. There's a lot of stuff going on. There, the, I mean, the NFC South. Sal- we talked about it before the season started. Like, hey, man, that, that. That division's gettable, and there they are. They are tied. Actually, they are uh, ahead. They're 7-7 and right now, and they're leading the NFC South. So, currently in.
0: Saints losing last night helped, but yeah. if they go, I think God, Tampa has bad. Jacksonville, who's terrible right now. I think the Jags were the top seed in the – I swear they were the top seed in the AFC like four weeks ago.
1: They're not – well, they've lost they three They lost three straight. in a row. But they're still eight and six in winning the AFC South.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, but they were eight and three we're three, three weeks tied. ago in the top yeah. seed in the AFC. It's and now they're a dog on the road at Tampa Bay this Sunday.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's wild. I mean, just like uh, just like every other year, it all it's all piled up there as they head into the playoffs. Which you know reminds me, talking about NFL football, uh, I got. This was sent to me and it's interesting. I and mean, Ross Dellinger just put this out, I don't know, um, maybe a couple hours ago. But, you know, I don't know who all knows that this is going on, but in West Virginia, there's there's a, a lawsuit going on. And in that lawsuit, it has to do with transferring college football. And, uh, In light of that lawsuit, the judge put a temporary restraining order on the NCAA saying, like, they can't impose any of these rules because the rule is now in question. So currently, any player in any NCAA fall sport can transfer free and clear. And it doesn't matter if you've transferred once, twice, three times. You do not have to have a waiver, nothing. JT Daniels could transfer somewhere
0: else if he wanted to. He's free and ninth clear. School? Man, good free for Free and clear.
1: You don't have to be a graduate. It doesn't matter. Free and clear. And I think it's anyone, any athlete in any fall sport, all the way through the twenty three, twenty-four academic year, I believe is how long that those anyone can transfer to any school. With no repercussions at all. Like, it's someone, it feels like someone is deliberately trying to destroy college football,
0: right? Well, and basically the NCAA just got slapped. It's like, you guys don't matter. Shut up. Sit aside here.
1: I know, and it's, I don't even understand. I mean, it's so stupid. I, I don't know why any judge would have any say in it at all and i'm guessing it has to do with like federal funding to the schools that you have to abide by whatever rule and cuz i just think it's stupid it's i mean i i don't know whatever it's all dumb it's
0: i'm it's just kind crazy. of honestly i just i'm not i'm just kind of defeated with all of it so it's yeah. hard to get super upset or even passionate about it to be it's the same thing over you.
1: it's like over and over, the news keeps coming about it getting worse and worse. I'd, uh, but...
0: I'd rather just be excited about Baker and the game yeah. he's going to play. And one one final point on him. it's This really felt like a make-or-break year for him, which looking back at it now was the perfect situation for him coming into the year, wasn't it? I don't know. Make-or-break yeah. year for him. If he doesn't do something this year, he may be out of the league entirely. That is perfect for that guy, exactly where it needed to be. And he's going to have his best year in the NFL, most likely. He may not throw for the most yards, but when you look at the touchdown-interception ratio, 24-8, to dude, he threw like 21 picks his second year in the league. He's he's really turned into a nice quarterback, and like everyone else, I'm happy for the guy. Good for him. He's played
1: well. I think the system has helped. You know, being out of Cleveland is, has been huge for him. There's stability there. The organization has run well. Uh, he's got a lot of talent around him. He's throwing to a bunch of really good skill position players. Um, so, yeah, I think I think things look good for Baker. No, they've got – they they're not perfect. they got problems. Their defense went through a stretch there where they were playing some of the most horrendous football in the NFL. But – I think they've gotten a little bit better here recently.
0: Yeah, the only thing I worry about with him, and and I think he'll have a job somewhere next year if it's not in Tampa. But this quarterback draft class is—it uh, feels like it's pretty loaded, man. Yeah, with Caleb Williams, Drake May, and even guys like Jaden Daniels, some others. Like, there's going to be some quarterbacks flying off the board in the first round. But yeah. with the year that he had, I, I think he'll—I think he'll still be a starter somewhere next year.
1: I agree. I agree. Maybe and, uh, right there in Tampa. Especially if you yeah. make the playoffs, it's going to be hard to hard to knock
0: that, isn't it? Go to the playoffs and beat the Cowboys in the first round, in the wild card round, because God <laughs> knows that's where the Dallas Cowboys will be. My uh, Dallas great. Cowboys in the first round. No, I hope Baker wins a playoff game so I can uh, dunk on my own team and say how Baker has as many playoff wins in his own career than the Cowboys do in the past decade. That, yeah. That'll be a, That'll be a lot of fun if I'm able to put that out. Um, $572 million. Well, he already has a
1: playoff win, doesn't he?
0: That's what I'm saying, if he gets that oh. second one. Oh, yeah. okay, I
1: see, I see. Yeah.
0: $572 million. That's what Florida State thinks it's going to take to leave the ACC. My
1: Good God. Good luck, guys. Half a billion dollars. And, I, you know, I've said this a bunch. Blame. Blame. Florida State has to blame themselves, but the ACC, man, for taking the worst deal ever from ESPN, signing that horrendous contract for, I don't know, 30 years. What was this? Something stupid. Yeah, I mean, like the
0: payout wasn't even the worst part. It's the the years like you're talking about. That's the worst part of it.
1: I mean, in a sport that's growing like crazy and the revenue's growing like crazy, they took – that deal for that long and that far out, pretty wild, man. I don't know how they're going to do it. I know they—they're
0: going to uh, do it. I don't know how they're going to do it either, but they're—they're they're going to do it.
1: I know they're suing the ACC. I—I I don't know. I—I I, I, breach a contract. I don't—I don't know any of the details, but good luck. I mean, it's. It feels like it's going to be one of those things where it just festers in court forever, right?
0: Yeah, most likely, but it may still be in court, and Florida State could be in another conference. My only question is, maybe everyone wants them, um, but are there do the Big Ten and the do the Big Ten and the SEC absolutely want Florida State? Maybe they do. I just I don't know the answer to that right now. Yes, if the SEC wants them. That's where they'll be.
1: I, I mean, I don't know if it's the SEC or the Big Ten, but probably both, and. Numbers wise, they'll have to have a dance partner, I'm guessing. Um, Oh, God. What if
0: it's Mac in North Carolina? Well, we look forward to the trip to Norman here in 2028. Oklahoma's a great program. Brent's been kicking ass there. Two straight titles. We just hope to compete.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That North Carolina makes the most sense to me. Um,. I mean, you need a new market, right? North Carolina's a new market. Florida State's not bringing you a new market, um, which is maybe why the Big Ten would would probably have a better proposal for them is because the Big Ten gets yeah. a new market.
0: Isn't that Charlotte market um, growing quite a bit or, yeah. or has been here recently? Yep. Yeah, Yep, think so. Um, okay, incoming transfers before we hit a break. OU's got six now with Febeki Nuawu today, mm. offensive lineman from North Texas. So that's one. You tell me which of the six you're most uh, optimistic slash excited about. Sam Franklin, the, the running back. Deion Burks, the wide receiver from Purdue. Is, is that it? Do I need to go yeah, on? Yeah, it's,
1: it's the Burks, kid. Kind of what I thought. He seems like the most the most plug-and-play out of anyone. Um, I, I think, you know, your offensive line – guys have a chance i think the north texas kid is probably i mean he'll he'll probably have a he'll probably be the leader in the clubhouse for a starting guard position um, um next year and maybe they play him at tackle i don't know but i'm thinking guard for him um i have to be earned from the uh the michigan state kid but it's the burks transfer from purdue productive uh versatile explosive player you know, I don't, is he going to be a starter? I don't know what that rotation is going to look no, like. it could be. But it feels like he's going to play for yeah, sure, right? Is.
0: Yeah, um that's probably most I, – I, I am intrigued by Bauer Sharp, the tight end. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the, him. The numbers are not crazy, but feels like potential is the real word there. 6'5", 245, athletic enough to play a little wildcat at quarterback for those guys. So, I don't know, it, it feels like there's some real athleticism there. I, Devon Mitchell's the the future there at that position, I think. But at least for next year, dude's pretty yeah. athletic. I right situation, it could turn into something.
1: Yeah, and he'll have an opportunity, you know, because of because of how light we are at that position to be a plug and play guy as well. Day one starter, perhaps. I mean, he'll have that opportunity. All right, quick out. more from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left here from Riverwinds. Talking
0: Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. Attention Sooner basketball fans. Don't miss out on any of the college hoops action as your Sooners men's basketball team takes on Big 12 foes for one last go-around. Coach Porter Moser wants you to bring the electricity to the LNC. So grab a friend, bring a buddy, and join the excitement. Visit Soonersports.com slash tickets to reserve your seats and we'll see you. On the text line says, I'm excited about Des Malone, the defensive back from San Diego State. Loving our secondary, great size two. Merry Christmas, boys, two in you your families. Merry yeah. Christmas to you, Lane. I, I
1: I like his size. I like his physical traits. Just haven't seen a whole lot of, of film on him at at the, the current time. I mean, they were pretty quick to... To grab him up, so there must be a lot there for them to like. Whenever you see them remaining really patient at some other spots where they've got needs, the fact that they were really quick to move there—I mean, think about the type of recruits they're getting. Yeah. Um, like so, it makes you feel like they feel pretty strongly about his uh, his opportunity to play. Six foot
0: two, two hundred. Des Malone. Yeah, good size. That is a little bit different than. For the most part, what's been around here recently, yeah, excluding this year, like Gentry Williams, looks like a dude over there at corner. But past yeah, decade, haven't been a whole lot of six foot two, two hundred pound corners.
1: They are they're just they're really banged up at corner right now. Um, you know they're they're healthy pretty much everywhere everywhere else on defense, but they're still just corner it's hard time staying healthy for them.
0: Cherokee Sooner says you guys are the best. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Let's go tempt a. Sixty nine ice cold Pacifico Chug.
1: Woo! Down. Man.
0: Nothing says Not happy holidays like a sixty-nine ice cold Pacifico chug. <laughs> uh, oh,
1: that's good. Appreciate that.
0: Yeah, that's sweet. Uh, five oh one, Texas has scored a touchdown. I saw this stat today. Texas has scored a touchdown on forty nine percent of their red zone drives. I wonder how different their season would be if only it was up to
1: 50%. Yeah, well, that I mean that's the one thing that holds them back and you know, remember going into the OU Texas game, that was a problem for him too. You know, I I made the claim that Quinn Ewers is you know, just kind of average at quarterback. He's not bad, he's just not great and part of the reason that they struggle in the red zone is because it becomes much more difficult on quarterbacks whenever you get down there and it's tighter and the throws and reads have to be quicker and more precise. And he struggled with that and they've struggled with that and it continues. I mean, that – like if there's something that will be their undoing in, um, in in the the playoff, it would be that.
0: I, uh, I really feel Washington's going to win that game, man. I just – once again, Washington is undervalued going into a big game. Just like they were in the Pac twelve yeah. championship. Everyone just thinking they're gonna get stomped by Oregon. I know. Like Washington is dude, they're in the playoff. They're the number two team in the country, and I still think they're undervalued yeah. on how good of a team they are. I don't think they're gonna win the national championship, but I bet the odds say that they have the worst chance or they're the least likely to win a title. Um, I, I think they're beating Texas, man, I do. I really do.
1: I, I, man, I th- honestly I think it's a coin flip game. Um, and it may come down to that, like not being able to punch the ball in a couple of times. I I think Penix is going to be able to to carve up their secondary. They got an
0: edge at quarterback, don't they? I feel yeah. very confident saying that.
1: Yeah, they do. Uh, and they got a couple of studs at wide receiver. Um, and they're not bad defensively. You know, I think because of how good they are on offense. They, for whatever reason, don't get talked about much on defense. But I mean, they're they're not bad. They're they're a solid team defensively. Um, I think it's good if if they beat Texas, I mean, they they got a realistic shot. They got a. I mean, obviously they'll be in the national championship game, but.
0: Feels what like do you the think most, about
1: Alabama, Michigan?
0: This feels like the most wide open fourteen playoff that we've had here, for sure. Um, I guess I'm I'm rolling like everyone else here. It is Alabama's got the hot hand. Jalen Milrose playing like a star right now, but I, I'm also going with Saban, and it's it's for me it's hard to go against Saban in a spot like this, and not that he's never lost a semifinal game before, but I just. Alabama's been there and done that in the spot. And Michigan hasn't. They've lost their last two games here. Yeah. So Michigan's going to have to have a presence down the field against Alabama. Um, can they do that with JJ McCarthy? I'm a little bit skeptical. I think both playoff games, and this has not been the case, but I actually think both playoff games this year are going to be really good, really tight games. But I, I think too. it's Bam and Washington in the national championship.
1: Yeah. Um. I, and I think that would make for a really good football game. Really good football game. The the question, I think, at that point becomes, can Washington hold up with Alabama on the line of scrimmage? Maybe that's the case. I don't know. Um, I think any combination of the four teams playing in the championship would make for a great game.
0: I think so, too. I'm trying to find – have a screenshot of it on my phone. There's one of those uh, – here, here it is. One of those anonymous coaches – saying how they feel like a game's going to go. So someone in the Big 12, Big 12 assistant coach was like, you know Sark is going to come out with some blank. Him starting off games is as good as anybody in college football. So that was one Big 12 assistant. And then they asked the Big 12 defensive analyst, and basically he said, yeah, I've got respect for Sark, but, quote, the Big 12 ain't close to the SEC. Oklahoma, who I think is just okay, beat them. I don't know how great they'll be in adverse situations, in quotes.
1: No, that's is that talking about the playoff, or is that talking about going to the SEC? Uh, both. Yeah.
0: So I thought that was well, like, oh, you just got a random shot thrown at him there. Well, they yeah. lost to OU, and they're just okay. They beat them.
1: Yeah. Which, you know, whoever that guy coaches for got their ass beat by Texas. So, you know. <laughs> Most likely. That's funny. Uh, yeah, well, here's the thing. I, To a large degree, it hurts to hear it, but, I mean, it's kind of true. Like we're, Oklahoma was better than just okay, but, I mean, we are, in my opinion, whenever, like, I think this year we talked about the top four in the playoff. I think they're all really good. Same for Florida State, Georgia, Ohio State, Oregon. Like The top eight teams, I think, are all really solid. Like, I don't think we belong in that group. Now, I think we would compete with Oregon, Ohio. I think we would compete with a lot of those schools. But I, the way we played at times this year was far too inconsistent well, especially late just, in the year they didn't yeah,
0: they didn't play their best football at the end of the year just got
1: by too often all right quick time out we'll come back and wrap things up here from Riverwind. stay with us join the movement
0: the ref army is growing don't miss a second of the sooner coverage you want with the KRef app the number one source for sooner fans
1: there are trucks then there's the truck gmc sierra
0: segment of the week final segment until wednesday right here on the ref it's The Rush, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. So many of you are wishing us a Merry Christmas. Thank you. Guy from Parts Unknown, appreciate you. Patrick, Greg from Lawton, Captain Willard, Gunny, Sooner Jets, all of you guys. Thank you so much. Sooner Jets says, gentlemen, may your stocking be filled with meth aggie bodies. <laughs> no, meth aggie body armor, Bebo bone-in ribeyes, rock and roll tequila, and ice cold Pacifico. Nice. Thank you, guys. Oh, We all... Uh, Or at least I hope you have a Merry Christmas as well.
1: Yep, I do too. And you have
0: to listen to this song, All Holiday Season.
1: What is it? I can't
0: even hear it. Ah. (laughs) I'm full of it. I've I've sadly, slowly grown to somewhat like this song after two years. I don't know why. Maybe just because I've heard it so much.
1: That's funny. Well, I don't know. I'm, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's, I think everyone needs a little time off. The, uh, the whole oh. Caden Green situation. Gosh. Uh, it got everyone, the emotions all ramped up. Everyone was really aggressive. This weekend, perfect time to get here. Everyone could cool the jets a little bit. Enjoy some Christmas. Enjoy some family.
0: Well, stay off on Twitter uh, when you take your time off. You don't have to sit there and scroll the entire time.
1: No doom scrolling on Twitter. Uh, enjoy some time, and then we'll come back angrier than ever next Wednesday, right?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, hell, we're in the Alamo Bowl. Who cares if they win this game? Yeah. Does it matter anyway?
1: Do you think uh, Jed Fish is going to say something
0: explosive at a press conference down there? You know what? Well, Oklahoma,
1: they're just okay. At
0: this point, I really I really wish he would. I, I wish he'd say that and stop talking about how. Bob Stoops introduced him to his wife and trying to make people like him around here. I know. Say something controversial. I actually think they stink. They were lucky to get out of Provo with a the win. They should true. be eight and four. They're a lot closer true. to eight and four than anything else. Okay. Well, we've told we told Arizona we're playing an eight and four football team this Thursday night.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. He continues to say true things. Okay.
0: Caden Green will have a much better career now that he left OU.
1: There you go. Now you've really.
0: Uh... <laughs> actually, I don't want to live in that world if he says that one. I want to get past that topic as uh, soon as possible. Maybe he'll say
1: that Drink of Vitz is actually coming down to uh, call plays for the, for the Almo Bowl as a guest, mm. guest play caller.
0: Dallas Bill says, have, you, have a happy rock and roll tequila weekend. Quote, Dad. Santa's elves must have been in a rush. The presents are poorly wrapped. Right, we should have had a uh, present wrapping contest. I'm terrible at it. I'm guessing that you probably are as well.
1: I'm, I'm okay when yeah, given I'm, time and right. preparation. When I've got all the right tools and I've got uh, enough wrapping paper, it usually comes down to like the last minute. There's no wrapping paper left. I I don't have, you know what I'm saying. If I've got all the tools, I know how to do it properly. Okay, I'll say that. How
0: often does that happen? Not very. A lot lot of, a lot of wins, a lot of butts in there. Yeah. Don, thank you. Ladonna from Lubbock, thank you. Braylon from the 580, thank you. All of you guys, thank you.
1: Awesome. What a year it's been. I know it's not over yet, but. Christmas is a time of reflection, Tyler, and it's been an awesome year with the Ref Army once again, and they are going to be in full force next year whenever the Southeastern Conference comes to town. Accurate. Looking forward to it. All right, that's it for us. You guys killed it on the text line. As always, you drive the show. We're just along for the ride. You know what time it is. Let's go have a nice cold Pacifico.
0: Turn all of the lights on.